That Blues, Royal Blue family, you got Harry, you got Charlie, you got George now, George Hewitt in the midfield. How good are they looking? Burden stood up, Martin might kick the goal, kicks, rolls it through, Blues back in front. Cottrell, long one, Mackay in good marking shape, Motlock ground level, got his second in the quarter. Fisher gets another look at it and misses, no! Chera sweeps a handball forward. Can they finish? Grips from 52. Over the top. And bounces it through. Doherty. He's almost within range. He goes long. Monstrous. He's been the story of the season. The Blues are back, baby. G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. Your host, Jed Zetzer, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. Welcome. Zoot, how are we? Oh, I've had better nights, mate. I think we can agree with that. Yeah, very stressful. It's real baptism of fire. Welcome to season 2023. It's not an easy thing, is it, supporting the Blues? It's a tough gig. It's as stale as of a match of a match as I've been to in a while. It's probably one of the biggest arm wrestles I've ever been to. As in, the lead never exceeded fourteen points. It was just mm. tight the whole game. It was relentless, it was, wasn't it? It was one of the weirdest matches that I've ever attended. I think it was just straight up weird because, mm. in my opinion, Richmond were the better team yeah. the whole night, really the whole night, yeah. and never really hit the front. They hit the front for a, for, a, yeah. for, a, for a drop and then it was back to us. And I just found it weird. The whole night was just weird because we we were always in front by like a goal. Yeah. And we just, I don't know. It, it, it was odd. And it never felt like we had control of the game. Richmond had 21 more inside 50s than us. It just, it never felt like, you know, we really had Richmond where we wanted them. Even leading by 14 at halftime, it never felt like... Yeah, like this is where we want the game. We just, I always thought Richmond were had the upper hand, you know, in terms of general play. It was only one moment in the entire match where I was like, yeah, awesome. Like, this is good. And that was when there was 90 seconds on the clock and Lockie O'Brien is streaming down the wing on the Shane Warne stand side. And uh, yeah, that was the only moment in the entire match where I felt an ounce of comfort. Yeah. And yeah, it was, uh, unfortunately the way that it panned out, um, was very disappointing from a Carlton point of view. And I, I am pretty deflated in, in, in the way that the match ended, because, um, I think that, you know, if you look at the way that the 2022 season finished for Carlton, it's probably one of the most gut-wrenching fortnights in the history of the club the way that it unfolded against Melbourne and then the way that it unfolded against Collingwood. Uh, like, you know, we've lost grand finals and that's obviously worse, but that the, just the whole circumstance around the last fortnight of last year was as bad as it gets. And the fact that we literally did the same thing on the first match back the following year, conceding a late goal to drop points. Like, I know we didn't lose the match, but the fact that we conceded a late goal 
We had the ball with 90 seconds to go and literally stuffed it again. It's to me, it's quite concerning from a Carlton point of view. I think it's just concerning. And it's like, well, what did they, like, not what did they do over the summer? Obviously, they would have, you know, you hope that they would have gone over those scenarios. But it is a bit like, well, couldn't put the game to bed. Couldn't put the game to bed. But I, I know I've, I've, I look at it from a very different viewpoint. I, I look at it with the perspective, you know, the big picture in terms of the whole game. I just think I don't look at it as two points dropped. I don't look at it as two points gained. I actually look at it as two points shared. I just don't. It was just one of those games where it was like it was really neither here nor there. And like, yeah, the circumstances that were in front of us, we could and you know maybe should have won the game, but I don't know. Like, I, it's really weird. I'm not usually like this, but I'm actually quite content with the result. I can't say I'm not happy with the result, but I'm not. I I, I can't say I'm upset because I really didn't think for much of the night we were going to lose the game. But but I think like I'm agreeing with you that if you look at the whole night in general, like sorry, not in general as a whole. If you look at the night as a whole and you go, we're drawing that amazing result because we were definitely not the better team. Yeah. However, it just. I can't help but look at the last 90 seconds and go, this is literally what happened last year. It happened two weeks in a row to end our season. And here we are. We are presented with an opportunity in the first match of the season to put those demons to bed and to yeah. get on top of something like that. And we did it again. For sure. It, it, it's very frustrating in that regard. It's, but it's I look concerning. at it as like, I don't think there's... You know, you know, O'Brien's going to get slammed for the kick going in, but I actually thought I actually didn't have an issue with O'Brien in that respect. I just thought it was pretty unlucky. You know, Mackay slipped. The kick was fine. He may have, he could have kicked it a bit quicker, but that's. I actually thought he showed great composure. Took four bounces. I actually thought he didn't panic. He didn't you know rush kick and just turn it over. No, I'm not. I don't have an issue I, I with the kick. I actually thought that was O'Brien. fine. And then in terms of the Lynch mark, it's just a good mark. I don't think it was off the bat. You know, it's just. I, I don't really see it as much of our own doing. Obviously, if we would have gone on to lose that game from that position, it goes back to the middle and they score, it would have been an absolute shambles. But I just think, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm quite content with taking a draw from that game. Puts percentage out of the equation. Yeah, I don't know. Just feeling a bit different about it. Yeah, it's well, it's, you know, it's another team that's going to be around the mark of the top four, top eight. And at the end of the day, as in, you know, we didn't we, we didn't lose the match. As in, I I don't think it's I don't think it's a horror show. It, it's definitely disappointing. In but I, I just thought most of that game, I was sitting there thinking, God, they're going to lose this at some point, or we're going to get you know. There was a moment during the third quarter. I don't know how we hung on. I thought the back line stood up very, very well for most of the night, given a lot of Richmond's entries were coming in very much in an uncontested fashion. Mm. So I thought the back line was good. I just think it was just kind of the way the game went, really. Um, I, I'm not upset about it. It's like it's frustrating, but I, I'm not. I'm like I, I, it's not a result that's going to keep me up tonight, which is weird in a sense. But I just think. I take, you know, the way the, the I, I, I thought we were pretty poor tonight. So I, I look at it as, yeah, I thought we'll take it. We were very we'll, poor. We'll take it at the end of the day. Yeah, it's just that. It's just the way it ended. I know. I know. It, it, it should have been four points, but it very well could have been zero. So I, but it, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. 
if it was us who kicked a goal with a minute to go to, to a, a minute to go to draw the match, I would be over the moon right of, now. Of I'd be ecstatic. Of course, as in when you draw a game, the team that was leading before the scores are leveled is always going to be the team more disappointed than the other. But and as you know, as in my family's pretty, you know, Richmond. As in my family's all Richmond, and I got home and saw my brother, and he looked at me and said, "Like you should be pretty happy with that." Like he said, "We were just completely on top." So you know you you can look at it two ways. I I look at it at I look at the result with the entire game in mind rather than the last ninety seconds. It's tough. It's I I get both sides to it. It's definitely disappointing that they didn't hold out for that extra contest, but I'll take it. Let's get straight into yep. uh, analysing the players' bolt for the first time this year. Yep. Uh, we'll go through the twenty-two. And we'll do it going from the back line because I thought our back line was comfortably the strongest part of the ground tonight for us. Um, Wiedering, the general down back, he was really instructing the troops tonight and led the way. Wiedering was good. Wiedering was very good. 11 marks, um, 20 disposals. You know, Lynch got... You know, a, a couple against, you know, a few against him. But, you know, for the most part, I thought Wiedering was very, very good in the air. Controlled the game well. I thought it was a pretty good performance from Wiedering. Three score involvements as well. Ten rebound 50s. Very good performance. Uh, the only player on the entire field not to go to the bench as well. Crazy. <laughs> he had a good game. The general. Um, this one, I mean, I thought this guy was comfortably our best player on the ground. Lewis Young. Uh, he was... Just sublime. 20 disposals. Uh, He had eight marks, three rebound 50s, but his spoils tonight. 14 intercept possessions. I mean, very, very impressive. He had a good night, Young. He was very good. And I think we were were sort of questioning him coming into this season. He, He goes really up and down, but there were a few instances in the second quarter, I think it was, where he was really caught out as the last man and, you know, long balls coming in and he held up really, really well. So he should be really happy with his performance. You know, he kept Rewalt's only goal. I thought, yeah, yeah, Young was very good. Yeah, I think he was Young comfortably was our best player on the ground. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the debutant, Lockie Cowan. He got injured. Yeah. Went off at three-quarter time and uh, we're trying to find out what the injury was. Um, it just says on the AFL app, injured. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there was an injury. The app's very dodgy. I don't. I don't know. It was subbed out due to cramping. Okay, so it's just. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's he just, wasn't really injured. He just had to go off. Yeah, he. Yeah, just. Um, cool. I, I. I didn't. I liked him. Yeah. He, I don't know. He was. I thought his disposal was really poor. I, I thought his disposal was really poor. But. He had a couple of good. Inter- I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but. Like, I knew he'd cop it for his disposals, but there were two which were direct turnovers, but he one of them he was, like, slung as he kicked it, and the other one he had immense pressure on him. So, like, I don't think... Yeah. I also didn't think when he got the... when Because I know what... There were two blatant turnovers, but there was no presenting in front of the ball for him to kick to. No, but, like, it was... The, you know, he turned it over right in the middle. He, he made... He was a bit rash by foot he had a couple of good moments in terms of intercept rebounding which was all right he'll be interesting how we go i think they'll play him next week um they should be playing him next week yeah it, it, it just yeah he wasn't outstanding he, he didn't i didn't love him 
but we'll see how he goes. You know, it was a very tough game for anyone to play. You know, I thought it was, it was a tough a pr- game. I thought it was a pretty solid debut. Like it, it, it was okay. When I say solid, I don't, like I I go away from that thinking he'll play next week. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was just solid. Yeah, I didn't think much of it. Uh, McGovern. See, look, McGovern, it's, it's a very interesting one. Obviously, he had the blunder to start the game, drop the ball, dusty goal. And then he had a couple of blunders towards the end of the game where he kicked that one out on the full where he just, we put ourselves under pressure when we didn't need to. But I think for the most part of the game, Mitch McGovern completely controlled the halfback line. The game was completely in his control and that's exactly how we need to set up with Mitch McGovern behind the ball. I thought for the most part of the game, he was very, very good. Like he was in control and that's all you can ask for, really. Mm. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Took um, his seven marks, 540 metres gained, so he was getting a bit of drive out of McGovern. I, I thought he played quite well overall. Obviously, the two blues he made were pretty, you know, unfortunate times of the game, but I thought- They were just big blues. They were big he, blues. He, make, he makes big blues when he makes blues. Yeah, but- um. And not too dissimilar to Jones, I guess, you know. Eight rebound 50s. No, I, I thought his complete game was quite good. I was mm. pretty happy with McGovern. Doc, the Doc, with a monstrous <laughs> goal. Oh, great goal. I did not think he had that in him. That's the goal of the night. Yeah. Well, he we only kicked seven, eight. <laughs> but no, it was a great goal. The breeze took hold of it. He was pretty confident, wasn't he? Yeah, he was even saying, no, Jack Graham up. crept up a couple of meters on the mark. He could yeah. have marked it on the arc. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, um, that was a great goal. Thoughts on his game? He was okay. Oh, just okay. Yeah, he was all right. Like, I-, I thought he was unbelievable. Yeah, like I didn't think he was unbelievable. I, I, I don't know. He was good. I think we take him for granted. No, no, I, 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 I think we. Because, to be totally honest, I look at the way he played tonight, and it's, 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 I look at him and Cripps in the same light. We're just used to them playing that well. It, we're just used to them producing performances like that. Like, when Doherty had the ball, it was just, you just felt safe. No, I know, I know. You just feel safe when he's got the ball. No, and he's I also, thought, I thought he was good. He steadies the play, and he slows things down, and he just, he just, he's just smart. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I thought he was good. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he I, was... I, th- I thought it was a really good performance by Doherty. Really very, very happy with his performance tonight. And I think especially looking at that second half, you know, 14 touches in the second half. Yeah, I was very, very impressed. Um, and it just sort of got me thinking, because him and Cripps, I mean... And you said it to me, you said Crips before before we started recording that you really rated Crips. I think this was sort of me with Doherty. I was just thinking about it at the end of the game. Like he, we just almost take for granted how good he yeah. is. Can I just say as well, back to McGovern for a second. Yeah. yeah. I actually quite liked the matchup. He played a lot of time on Dusty. And I thought I thought Newman was on Dusty did, for 90% of the night. At center bounces, it was, it was McGovern for a lot of the time as well. Really? Yeah. It was McGovern a lot as well. He well, did- Newman got pantsed. And he was on Dusty. Yeah, it was tough. But you know what? Dusty was getting a lot of his possessions, about 60 to 80 out from goal, up against the boundary line. He didn't have- I know, thought Dusty was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, he, he looked like he was going to- He looked like he kept- You know, he always threatened to break the game open, but he never really did, if that makes sense. Oh, I agree with that. He never really, you know, got on top. 
I actually thought they contained him, pushed him out wide a lot of the times as well. Uh, you know, he wasn't really an option going forward for them. I actually thought we did as well as we could have on Dusty. Because he didn't take the game by the scruff of the neck in any sense of the word. It's always scary when he's got it. But, you know, he he wasn't breaking tackles like he used to, Dusty. He just, mm. It was interesting. I thought, I thought we did as well as we could have on Martin. I will disagree with that. Because yeah, I, I, I thought he was great. I thought he was amazing. And that, to me, like... He's one of the hardest players in the league to play on. Well, that's, not, that's what I'm saying. Not the hardest. He the first goal of the game, didn't kick another, gave away three free kicks. Yeah, I don't know, a couple I just, of them were holding the ball. Isn't it? I, I, I just, just feel like whenever I, I saw him and Bolton's games very similar, they were winning all the one on ones. Like they didn't lose a one on one. But what I'm saying is they, they only kicked two goals between. They, they never really got on top because a lot of their disposals were coming in areas of the yeah. ground where if they're going to get it. We'll take it. Yeah, I get it. They, 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 they yeah, weren't yeah. really, you know... They didn't get in damaging positions. No, and, you know, Martin, you know, in, and in terms of around the ball, when they'd both go up there, you know, Bolton and um, Martin only had four clearances between them. You know, they, they just didn't really, you know, they didn't own the game like those two usually do against us. So, I, I thought given how good they are and how it's a bit of a weak spot for us, I thought it was okay. Mm. No, that's fair enough. Um and I guess that's in regards to Newman. Newman was okay. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, bang on average. He was yeah, okay. Bang on average. He was okay. But like, a tough night for him. And I, I, toughest matchup yeah. he'll have this year. And, and I don't think... I just don't know how much more I could have expected out of Newman from the game. Saad? Saad was interesting. Saad was... I thought Saad was good. Yeah. I thought Saad was good. As in... Definitely. I actually saw him lose his feet tonight. Once. Yeah. In the middle of the ground. I couldn't believe it. Definitely top five, I'd say. He, for he us. was good. As in, you know, his closing speed's ridiculous. You know, his defensive acts are ridiculous. He made a couple of weird errors. He was a bit lackadaisical with ball in hand, but he was a bit slow with ball in hand he, tonight. You know what he was? He was rusty. <laughs> he was just, he just came back a bit rusty. Yeah, he was a bit, just a bit in his own world sometimes, Sard. Just, I mean, he's one of the most polished players yeah, in the yeah. AFL. And he was. Instead of being 100% polished, he was about 98% polished. Yeah, it was just it, a little bit... I don't know. He was just a little bit... It's almost like he like was like a, a second or two off the pace a little bit when he had the ball in hand. I don't know. He was pretty good, though. Mm. He was pretty good. It wasn't the Saad that fit the Blazer last year. Not quite. But he, he was good. He was, he was he great. Would, he would have made the 40 off a performance yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. But not the team. Wasn't, so he was, was, it wasn't top shelf, Adam Saad. 99 cents of the dollar. He was good. Um, I think that's the defense yeah. done. Um, and look, the defense to only concede eight goals to a team that 66 inside 50s. They were coming hard. Yeah. Repeat entries. It was a tough night for them. Overall, and, and Carlton, the defense was good. And Carlton teams in the past would have... You know, we were saying during the game, this is going to be a matter of which defense is going to crumble first. It was as simple as that. But it, the, the game was played through the back lines. Mm. The back lines were, you know, that's where the games were being... Like, scoring was literally coming from the back line. Because, like, it, it, it's weird how football's changed in a sense where, you know, making errors or, you know, just even, like, if you hit a target in the back line, but it bounces along the ground to them and you lose that extra second or two... The press from teams is so high these days that, you know, it's just so important that 
every possession within that D50 is hit to chest. Like, you actually can't even afford to miss a handball. It's just so hot. So I, I thought the back line, you know, I thought it was a pretty good job. It's funny because we'll just we'll dissect the game in whole afterwards, but just generally speaking, I think you're you were pretty confident going into the night that we'd win, and I think you based it on the fact that you just thought we'd be too quick for them. Yeah, they ended up being too quick for us. Ooh, it was I, almost the opposite. See, I, I for me, I don't know if they were necessarily too quick. They just operated in way more space, and I think a big factor of that we spoke about it. I know you were very onto it last year, how halfback flankers kill us, kill us every week. And like Daniel Rioli was a joke; like he was comfortably he, he, the best he, player he, on the ground. He destroyed us, and he, you know, what was his meters gain for the night? Oh, you don't, it doesn't even six eighty one. I don't care what his stats say. He was if he doesn't get three Brownlow votes, like that's he was ridiculous. Ve- he was very good. Definitely, like, it wouldn't even be close. He was that good. Kicked the best player 92% on the as well. Best he, player on the ground by yeah, so no, far, it was not even close. I agree with you. And a lot of that drive was just, literally just through him. Mm. I don't know if they were necessarily quicker around the ball, but yeah, it was just... we. we and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, we struggled to get into the groove. That's why, you know, the result of the two points where we really didn't have the game where we'd want the, nearly want the game to be at. That's why I kind of sit here and I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into the midfield, we'll start with the ruck. I'll hand this over to you. Yeah. Why do I always get the microphone with the ruckman? Well, I actually <laughs> thought he was okay. Really? I thought No, I thought Nane Curvis beat him, but like we expected that. Nane Curvis was very good, but I thought given how different they are in terms of ruck styles and how much more physically imposing Nane Curvis is, I actually thought De Conning somewhat held his own. My season started well. First play of the game, DeConning gave away a free kick in the ruck. Can you imagine my reaction to that? I thought, oh, here we go. But didn't give another one away in the ruck, which he did six times against the Swans. I actually thought he was okay. I thought he had a really good last quarter, DeConning. Mm. Um, took a big mark in the back line. I actually thought he was okay. What um, followed the mark? Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just wondering. I know. A terrible kick. Look, I don't think... People get very carried away with Tom DeConning. You know, they do. You know, he does this cool thing and everyone's like, whoa. I, 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 but I, I can... I was very comfortable with DeConning's game. I don't think he won his matchup, but I didn't expect him to win it. But I thought... I, I didn't think he got slaughtered. I, I, I thought he held his own for the most part, which is a good sign. Mm. Uh, Cripper. So I thought Cripps was excellent. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't probably a headline grabbing game from Cripps. But I thought he was very good. He he gets balls that no one else gets. He, he just extracts the ball. It was a it was a more of a workmanlike game from Cripps in terms of he was offloading the ball for Chera and Hewitt a lot of the time at stoppages. He had seven clearances. Cripps, um, he was very good. I, I, I thought Cripps. I actually thought Cripps was excellent. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought, thought Cripps was. Yeah, as in I thought you know he put his hand up to be our best player on the night. I thought he was very very good. And you when, know, when he gets the ball, space just opens up for him. Yeah, he just has a way with the ball. His, his vision's crazy. His handballing game's ridiculous. But some of the, the way he like just gets the ball, like hardball gets, it crazy. You know, he had 15 contested possessions. I thought he was brilliant. And I thought, you know, and we'll speak about the other midfielders in a second, but a lot of their, you know, good performance was down to Paddy Cripps. You know, he went to work. 
I, I thought he was very good. He had a good last quarter as well. I, I, I thought Cripps was excellent. Mm. But we all know there's we a missed- le- there's, there's a level or two he can go to beyond that as oh, well. Of course, of course. But he was still similar to Doc. Like you just take it for granted how good he is. And speaking of, we really miss Welsh tonight. We missed his that tackling. His tackling technique is so good, Cripps. Yeah. Oh, he he just absolutely dives and bulldozes players. His technique's brilliant. That tackle on Nathan Broad, mm. you can replay that a yeah. hundred times to everyone in the team. No, I thought Chris was good. Yeah, he was amazing. Um, but yeah, we did miss Walsh tonight and a man that I think we needed to step up that didn't necessarily step up as much as he could have was Chera. So I thought Chera was great. Mm. I, no, don't get me wrong. I thought he was very good. But we just needed him to like. He was a little bit quieter. We, we after- need. We just needed him to like take us on his back because he-, he was the one who was. If if anyone in our midfield, Cripps, Kennedy, Hewitt are slow. Yeah. We needed that inside mid to just burst through like Walsh does, and Cheryl was the only one who could do it and didn't. See, he was, he had a very good. He was almost our best player at halftime, Chera. Um. And I thought he had a really good game. I thought his possessions, he didn't get as much of it after halftime, but his possessions were very meaningful. A lot of them in the middle of the ground. A lot of them was was that, you know, I say it in inverted commas, but that next kick, you know, mm. he was getting through the corridor. I thought he played, I, I thought he was very good. He's a bit of a Rolls Royce chair. I was very impressed. I, he's, he's just so clean. He, he, was, he is clean. He is clean. I just... You know what I wanted? In that last quarter, I just wanted some bursts out of stoppages and just... just I wanted a Carlton play to burst out of the middle streaming forward and it never happened. Do you know what the issue That's was? That's what Walsh does. It, it, but even if he would have, and you saw it multiple times, the game was played so weirdly that you'd do that and there'd just be nowhere to go. Yeah. So you'd yeah. have to slow it down. Well, that's what I'm saying happened to Cowan twice. He just had nowhere to go. And it happened to Weedering. Weedering had one direct turnover... And I had the perfect view for it. He was coming out of the back line. He would have been 20 meters out from defensive goal. And he looked and he didn't want to kick it because there was nowhere to go. There was a player coming to tackle him. He just put it to boot to ball and straight to a Richmond player. Like there was no... And you're right. The game was played like that all night. There was nowhere to go for both teams. It was a game played from the back line. Yeah. It was almost... It was the opposite of how that game was played last year. For sure. It was like the complete opposite. Um, George I thought George was great oh, Unbelievable George is a very good player He's just so reliable He's very good He was fantastic Eight clearances for George as well He's 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 a top top player Hewitt He's an A grader in what he does Yeah no he is He's he probably is. top five in the league for his, for his role He's a very good midfielder He's just You know You look at his stats tonight 28 disposals, five marks, four tackles. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah, five marks, four tackles, three score involvements, um, 13 pressure acts, eight clearances, you know, two inside 50s, three rebound 50s, two freeze four and no against. And when you're playing like right deep in there all day, it's very easy to give freeze away. So I look at that. And he's just disciplined. Yeah. No, I, I can't say many bad words about Hewitt. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love this guy, Matt Kennedy. He was pretty good. Oh, he was, he mate, was good. He was brilliant. He was brilliant. He's got... He, he, I still... 
I know it's been a while. I still can't believe how how amazingly he's turned his career around. Mm. I, I think that's something else that we take for granted. It's just Matt Kennedy has gone from a VFL player who was a lock to be delisted with two months to go in the 2021 well, season. Well, yeah, he got delisted anyway, but he got yeah. he got re-picked up. He was a lock to be delisted without coming back. You know, eight weeks yeah. ago in 2021, he gets called up randomly as well. It was random when he got that call up. We were not expecting it. Got called up for that GWS game over there. I think we yeah. were there. Yep. And he was unbelievable. Yep. And has never looked back. He, he hasn't. actually hasn't had a bad game. K- Kennedy sometimes doesn't have amazing games, but he doesn't have bad games. And, you know, I just, I'm, you know, completely wrapped for him. 22 disposals, five marks, five tackles. He had four score involvements. You know, you look at this guy and you just, 20 pressure acts. For, for his position, 425 meters gained as well. Um, four clearances, five inside fifties, three rebound fifties. He just played. He played an all-round game tonight, Bolt. Yeah, around the coal face, he was very good. And there was a stage, probably in the middle two quarters, especially where we were really getting beaten. You know, around the around the ground stoppages, not necessarily the center stoppages. And he was he was very reliable there. See, I thought it was in the I thought he shined, shined, shone. Yeah, shone in the final quarter. Yeah. Like in the last 15 minutes of the game, and it's weird to say this as well because it's always been his tank that's been his one questionable aspect is does he have the tank for AFL footy to play in the middle? Well, he still only played the 69%. But it didn't matter because in that last 15 no. minutes, he honestly, he sort of like lifted his shoulders a bit and just took the team on his back in terms of being durable in that last quarter. He just, he just... What's the word? He like just he just got through that last quarter well. Yeah, no, it, it was interesting. He actually he ended, just rolled, he, he he ended his, the game he on the sleeves up. He ended the game on the bench, Kennedy. Mm. But um, just got get your best midfield rotation. Yeah, on, I, I, I love this guy. But yeah, um, no, he was good. Yeah, you know he's one of my favorites. Uh, is oh we got to speak about the, the wings. <laughs> the wings. Oh my god. Goodness, you can it's, just, it's you been can, a cause of concern can, for a number of years, can, um, hasn't it? You can take over this segment, Derek. The, the well, wins. <laughs> they weren't great. They weren't great. Um, Akers had a very average game, to say the least. Um, he was a bit just. He, he wasn't very clean. He, he just. He wasn't great, was he, Akers? Um, well, what did what did what did we text during the game? What did we text? I think the words we used was. Nowhere, just nowhere, and then yeah. he and then, so he was nowhere, and then at the end of the game, unfortunately, he was there. It wasn't wasn't yeah. great. Is yeah. that concerning? No, I'll, no, I, you know it's game one. You know, there's a long way to go. New football club. Yeah, I, I don't think it was difficult. Very difficult to adjust to a new football. club. It was club. a very difficult game. It was a really rugged. You know, possession-based game. Once I'll say it again, from the back line, it was really, really tough. You know, for those guys, he he wasn't great though. He he, he was a bit sloppy. Acres, I'll give him that a, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Like, I mean, look, new football club, very difficult game. 
but yeah, I thought our wings were terrible. Yeah, no, I wasn't wrapped in them. And Holland's, well, look, tough kick as well. You can't. He was a bit overawed by the occasion. You you can't drop this guy. No. That'll kill him. You can't. No, I I don't think You cannot drop drop this guy. He has to play next week. Yeah. And 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 you know what? Against Geelong, you expect the same thing. He he actually has to play the first month. It's a baptism of fire. Yeah, no, I agree. If, If he's good enough to play round one, they'll play him again. They will play him again. He wasn't great by any means of the word. He was. You know, his third quarter, I was a little bit concerned for him. I thought they'd probably sub him off for O'Brien. And obviously, Cowan had the old crampies. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, Holland's... Look, I'm not going to say he was out of his depth, but he wasn't great. No, I- I'm happy to say you he could- definitely wasn't out of his depth. Because, yeah. he- because see, I-, I-, I can't confirm, but there was... I think it was in the third quarter, he had covered the most ground out of okay. anyone in the... Yeah. So, he'd run the most Ks. Um, and I actually thought it was at in that final quarter. So he got his most disposals in the last quarter. Yeah. I think when everyone else had gassed a bit, he was still fresh. Like he was still running quite well. And there was yeah. one effort where he actually sprinted the whole wing. Yeah. No, I'm not dis- discrediting that. It's more the little things. Even you know when he ran into goal and missed, you could tell. You could tell. That, yeah, you know, he was terrible with the ball. No, no, but well, yeah, well, and you know, with me, that's a big issue. But you can, but you could kind of sympathise with him in that respect. That you know, six months ago when he's playing under 18s, he'd have enough time to straighten up on his right foot. Yeah. Had to go to the left with that shot. Just little things like that. Where I thought, you know, it, it was look very. I'll say it again. Very tough game. It yeah. was a really dogged game of footy. It was just a complete arm wrestle. Tough. He wasn't great. He'll be there next week. Yeah, O'Brien. Only played a quarter. Only played a quarter. He didn't do much at all. You know I'm big on body language. Yeah. And you know I'm big on like watching little things. Like I always look for those little things on the field because I think they are honestly most indicative because that's when you can get inside someone's head and actually get a sense of what they're feeling. Uh, There was a moment in that last quarter where Lockie O'Brien lost his opponent. It was in our defense of 50 Richmond had the ball. They had three numbers around the ball, one being O'Brien's direct opponent. Yeah. O'Brien was 20 meters away with his hands on his knees, ball watching. Mm. To me- It's not a good look. To me, it's simple. You've come on as the sub. You're meant to be the freshest player out there. That is- It's not even in the galaxy of good enough. I did say during the season preview, there's only two people I want to see as subs. I want to see someone that can help you structurally or someone that can come on and hit the scoreboard. And he falls in that in-between category as a substitute. You know, it might... You know, the small forwards really struggled. game to come on as well. Tough. But the small forwards really struggled. So, maybe Honey would have been a bit more... At least maybe another avenue, just a fresh avenue to to goal, potentially. Mm. It's an awkward substitute. Richmond's substitute decision was even more bizarre. Jack Ross. It was even more... more I think you said just not a midfielder as a sub. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. How about Jack Ross's kick at goal in the last quarter? Uh, he missed it by 30 metres. It was the only kick that was worse than Shy Bolton's. Oh, shit. That Shy Bolton one. To get out of jail. It, it was like a taco. It was just a spiral. <laughs> it was bizarre. See, you, know, you can look at the opportunities we missed. As in, if that's me and I see my player do it, it's pretty ordinary. I think Shy Bolton will be getting serve on Richmond Podcast tonight. Ooh. Pretty ordinary. If that goes through, I think they got by... Would have given them their biggest lead. They would I think they would have gone up by a point. He would oh, have, sorry. They yeah, were behind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Tough night for the Wings. Tough. But 
forward line. Have we gone through the all the all yep. the midfielders uh, into the forward Even line? Even tougher night for this for this brigade. Really, really, this this is this was a big deficiency for us tonight. Really, Let, let's start off on a high. Let's yep. start off with a man who had an average night and kicked three. That's what he does, <laughs> and he did it all after half time. Yep. Charlie Kerno, he is just comfortably one of the best forwards in the in. He's just one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And look, he struggled. He only took one mark for the game. And two of his goals were just completely out of nowhere. Yeah. And two of his goals were crumbing goals Mm. for a big man. Well, the crummers weren't crumbing, were they? No, he thought, you're not doing it. I'll do it. Yeah. No, he's- He actually- You're not doing it and you're half the size of me and you're way more versatile than me, but don't worry, I'll do it. He kicked a lot of goals last year, actually- waiting for the ball out the back of a pack and just walking into a goal square. He, did, does, he does it a lot. He's pretty good at reading tonight. it. Yeah, no, he's... He's just a smart player. He is. It's good players do that. Not Unite. Kick three goals on the night. We'll take that. Uh, H? Oh, Herschel, Herschel. I actually thought he was good. He was. He's just... A, he, he, he's, he's just... He, he, he lacks a bit of intelligence sometimes. <laughs> he really does. And I've always said it. He took 10 marks. Great option. He was a great outlet. Played really well. They'll sticky. He was really good in the air. But gee, he makes some... He's just a weird guy. He makes some weird decisions, doesn't he? 10 marks, six score involvements. He kicked a goal. Uh, he had six inside 50s. I was pretty impressed. Yeah, he missed a couple big ones. But well, yeah, that's that's what's disappointing is the two that he missed, you've got to be kicking at least one. Well, the snaps is bread and butter. Yeah, I thought that And was, it was on his good side. I know, I know. That's, that's usually Herschel. That's Herschel territory. It's... Bit annoying. He's just... How about when DeConning had that flying shot and he tried to leave it to the goal square? Bounced in for a point. Start of the second quarter. I oh, know. Yeah. Oh, shit. Why did you have to remind me about that? <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. Mm. He's now just you reminded me about he's that. He's just a really goofy player. <laughs> he is a bit goofy, isn't he? He's very good, but he's just... But you know what? That makes him what he is. Yeah, no... Look, 10 marks for the game is a very good night. Yeah, it's very a very good, good night. night. Very good night. Um, well, we've got to get on to these guys. Let's, well, um, let's, well, just, let's well, just... Let's let's not beat around the bush. The small... No, we're not, we're, we're not going to... We're going to categorize them, right? Because we're going to put them all in one group. The small, medium forwards. Martin, Fisher, Silvani, Ed Kerno, Oes, Motlop. It was absolutely disgusting. It really was. I want to start off with one player. I think Jesse Motlop's first half was good. I was at halftime. I thought he was definitely one of our better players. Playing up the ground, playing around the ball, he was just—he was just a bit electric. Did not rate his game in the slightest. Well, after halftime, we didn't see him unfortunately that much. Like I don't think I'm looking here at his at his stats after halftime, and you know. I think he had three. Um, yeah, at three after half time. We only took five marks inside fifty, and three to more then than Fisher. and to then lay eleven, only eleven tackles inside fifty. There was just no resistance, like, and that's why you know they had twenty-one more inside fifties because we couldn't get those repeat entries. We just couldn't gain territory. These guys just weren't in the picture. They really had a dirty night, all of them. Motlop played a completely new role, completely. Yeah, I- he wasn't crumbing at all. He wasn't. He wasn't a deep forward. 
He was way well, up the ground. Well, a bit further up than Durden. He just didn't do nearly enough multiple. Didn't hit the score, but he was just very fumbly in front of goal, I thought. I, I, I didn't think it was a great night for Motlop, which was a bit disappointing. Um, yeah. There's one man who was close to our best player in the first quarter. Yeah. And we'll go through his first quarter stats. Six disposals, a goal, a mark. Um, what was it? Two one percent as a clearance. Yeah, ten pressure yeah. acts. He had in a the very first good. Quarter. He had a very good first quarter. Probably our best, if not top three. He was up there, and uh, he registered one stat after yeah. quarter time. Zach Fisher only registered a single handball after quarter time. He went completely MIA. And after half time, he did not register a stat. It's, it's nothing short of disgusting. He was something had to have happened. He must have been a bit ginger. He only played 66% game time, which, in my opinion, is for a guy like him, he usually plays up around the 85%. He was still attending center bounces late in the game. Like, he was still getting up around it a little bit. He just couldn't get involved. It's just one of those nights for him, wasn't it? It was a dirty, dirty night for Fisher. Really poor. Really, really poor. I still don't think he was our worst, though. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. What do you think? What do you think of the other guys? Oh, I think old mate. As in, didn't play a preseason game. He's been, he's been a traffic cone for two years. Like Jack Martin, I say it every time we watch him these days. What's going on? What is going on with Jack Martin? Took one mark. Didn't kick a goal. Had what? Five or six disposals? Six disposals. He did absolutely bumfuck all. Doesn't offer anything. I'm sorry. And this isn't this isn't me saying this in this game in isolation. This has been the case for at the very least twelve months. He it it, it I, I don't know. I was pretty I thought he'd be the twenty third man. I was pretty and he would have been a good twenty third man. I was very surprised he walked straight into that team off a very limited last three or four weeks of the preseason, knowing the issues he's had with his body. And I just thought, he's a really tough watch, Martin. He really is. He really fires me up a little bit. I just think this guy's not a forward. I've concluded that. I think it's just as simple as that. Yeah. He's not a forward. I, I don't know what's going on. He doesn't have the tank to play in the middle. Do you, do you think he's a forward? Yeah, I do. You do? Yeah, I think he's a forward. He's played his best footy in the midfield and his best but, footy off halfback. When has he played off halfback? He played a season at Gold Coast off halfback and yeah. was very good. I can't recall that. He was good going through the middle, but like, not you know, as that fourth, fifth rotation, you know, he's, he has but, to be... But he sh- why is he not playing that role anymore? He's just, I don't know if it's his body he's not there. The game might be too quick for him. He's not the stoppage player we probably need inside there. He's not a forward. Oh, well, then he shouldn't be in the team. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm just not sure. I, I really don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with Martin. I just... I think he's a great player. I just don't know where he is right now. He's Always. lost. Always was... Look. Always will be Corey Durden next week. I'll leave it there. Uh, 
I think that's it, Bolt, in terms of the 23. Silvani. Silvani on his 100th. In his 100th game, he started well, kicked a goal. I'm gonna, I'm just going to cut Sus some slack. Cause we he, didn't said, do, we, he didn't do it. He didn't do enough. I think at we all. said in our season preview that he doesn't really have bad games. He just sometimes doesn't do a whole heap. Yeah, he, well, he struggled. He really struggled. Didn't offer us much around the ground mm. when he rucked either. Like Ben Miller beat him in the ruck. He didn't really neutralize a hell of a lot. He just had an average night. Yeah, we, he, had a, get, yeah he had a dirty night. It's his hundredth game. We love the man. We're just going. Well, he created history. It's the he, first. He, he gets a get out of jail free card. No, no one gets get out of jail free. He had a dirty well, night. For me, he gets one tonight. He had a really dirty night, Silvani. What did you say? History. Oh, it's the first trifecta of generations to play hundred games. And he'll play and 200. The same club. football club. He'll play 200. Yeah. Providing look, he stays fit. Yeah. And look, I, I'd still, I still like the decision to go in with the one Ruckman plus Silvani. I think, I, I don't think I could have handled Pitonet and DeConning tonight, but Silvani needs to lift. As in, he just didn't provide that. You know, he's usually good for six, seven, eight marks a game. You know, he's a really good lead up player. Just didn't provide a hell of a lot, did he? He struggled Silvani. But speaking of his 100th game, so... We've seen well, Mitch Cleary's put it out in the tweet. That- Mitch, Mitch Cleary tweeted, Carlton legend Stephen Silvani was invited into the Blues rooms post-game for Jack's 100th game presentation in front of family and friends. But Jack noted in his speech that Stephen, now St Kilda list manager, opted to remain in the car. <laughs> Bizarre. That's all. Like, I don't want to talk about it too much, but bloody weird just sounds very bitter and twisted. Uh, it's not a great look. You know, that's a club legend. Your son's playing his 100th game, creating history. Surge isn't around for it. Would have been a nice touch for him to be there. It's, it's a bit odd. You know, I get there were, I get it wasn't the happiest of endings between Steve and Silvani and the Carlton Football Club, but give me a bit of a spell. Yeah. Give me a bit of a spell. It's not a great look. It's, it's just... I just think, like, in terms of, like, I don't know, like, I feel like... I don't know. Look, I think it's a bit of a non-story, but it's more just the fact that, like, you'd think you'd get around your son when he's playing. It's more, I think, as a Carlton fan, you don't like to read those things. I don't even. It's not even looking at it from a car. I just think it's like from a hum, from a humanity point of view. Just like get around your son if he's played a hundred AFL games. Yeah, I don't know. You would have done it in private, but of course. But it's but just like it's I don't know. Hard. The whole family's there. Soak it up a bit. You know, you probably. You know, you're arguably you're arguably the greatest player ever for this football club as well. And, you know, we're not idiots. There's stuff that's gone down. You know, he's unfortunately left the club and, you know, there's politics involved. But get around your son. He's playing his 100th game. I don't know. I feel like it's a bit like that. But uh, it's one of those where, you know, there's so much going on behind the scenes that it's hard to comment because we just don't know. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Give us your 3-2-1 tonight. Whew. Tough. I will go with. Young. Hewitt Wiedering. Oh, Cripps is a bit stiff. It's tough. It's really tough, isn't it? I'll stick with that. Young, obviously. Cripps, second. And. Weedering or Hewitt? Do you have a coin? Yeah, I know it was. I don't know. I'll give it. To, it was a bit like that. They'll, they'll, they'll I'll f- give it to George. There were four or five of them in contention. 
we'll pretty go, pretty balanced at the we'll, top. We'll go George. We'll go George. Yeah, George was good. Um, Twitter questions. Let's get straight Let's into, get into it. it. A draw round one. First time since 1933, the opening game of a season was a draw. Crazy. Last time Carlton drew a game in round one, 1982. Got to give a bit of a shout out here. 1982, we won the flag. Is that the last time we drew our opening game? Yeah. I like that little omen there. Bada bing, bada boom. Um, Got to give a big shout out here because this is crazy fortune telling from the great man, Paolo Sebastiani. He's been on the show a few times, Paolo. We love him. And on his podcast, The Jumper Punch, he had this to say, Bolt, uh, in their match. He did not predict the draw, did he? You listen to this. All right. What are the predictions, first of all, for the game? Let's go with... Yeah. What do we reckon going to I'm actually very confident that this game's going to be a draw. Oh. I'm serious. All right. I'm back in, I'm back in the draw at 50s. I'm telling you. Paul. 88 apiece. Draw PD. I'm good down. Mate, 80... I can't, I, I can't split them. What is it? I can't split them. No, how much? 88. 88 apiece. Oh, we got 58. That's crazy. I didn't know that. How crazy is that? Jesus. This man. Oh, (laughs) he can have access to my sports bet account. (laughs) That's, yeah, shit. It's one of those, you know, a draw round one is, you never expect a draw going to the footy, but it's just, it's odd. Well, we're going to end the round in ninth. (laughs) We're going to end it in ninth. Where we started, where we ended last year. <laughs> Percentage is now very a minimal thing for us, it's which is so, great news. It's sort of destroyed Ladder FC. No, 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 no. Ladder FC will make its return at some point. Once, you know, we get a vibe for the season, LFC will be back. Don't you worry. LFC will- Well, uh, LFC should really be going from round one. It be- should. Because in terms of having a vibe, you wouldn't have thought LFC was necessary at eight and two last year. No, well, it's, it was for the four, but LFC is always a thing. True. LFC started because of the four and then well, it was like the eight and then it was like- I uh, know, but no, well, percentage is out the door, which is great because I, I, I was cheering points and little goals in last quarters last year, but it's bloody bizarre, isn't it? All right. Twitter questions. We're running out of time stu- here, Bolt. Stuck into it. Michael Joseph, the great man, says, if Pitto is fit, surely he comes in next week, but at whose expense? I can't see us dropping a mid for him, but I worry about going in too tall. I agree. I worry about going in too tall as well. I, I think I'll stick with DeConning. DeConning will play next week. Lock- I don't think DeConning deserves to be dropped for Pitonet off the back of that. Lock Egg. Well, this is... Sort of a good leeway. DeConning, good around the ground, but beaten at stoppages. Is that a tick or a cross? He's certainly improving. Um, Q2, had you seen that movie before? Which movie? Q2. I'm not good with movies. You know, yeah, I'm not good I'm with the as arts. well. I think he's making a joke. Lockheed's a great man. We met him yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah. Legend. Um, I thought, yeah, look, and he, he, did, he did get beaten around the stoppages, but you, I, I, that, that's not a surprise to me. He's not a physically imposing ruckman. Nankervis is Nankervis is a very good ruckman but I, I thought to Conning I actually don't think to Conning could have done I wasn't too disappointed with to Conning 12th man in Oz says how do we have six months to stew on and fix protecting a lead at the end of a game and then see what we saw tonight as the end result 
Yeah, as in, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you can practice and practice it as many, many times as you want. But at the end of the day, every circumstance is going to be different. Do you get what I mean? And I know the good teams, you know, do it. But I just think in that situation, as in, I, I, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they made dumb errors leading up to it. Do you get what I mean? You look at- I think you said it yourself. The good teams practice it. Shout out here to Dylan Buckley's podcast, Dylan Friends, because he had Braden Maynard on. Yeah. This is a great episode. Listen to the whole thing. And he said to Braden, like, during the show, he was like, you guys won so many tight matches last year. Like, did you practice that? Was that something you did in training? And Maynard was like, yeah. Well, he's like, it's, he's like, they literally did those types of circumstance training drills so much he said they like it was it was a part of the way that they trained was just you know circumstantial um game style game gameplay i guess situations situational sorry and um yeah, he said it literally paid off because they did they, yeah. they trained it every week and it yeah. ha- and it would happen every week and yeah. It happened every week that it did, but it, it's interesting. We'll have to see next time. Our last three visits to the MCG have been nothing short of something to tell the kids about. <laughs> like it's- That's what I'm saying, mate. It's like you look at the last two weeks last year. For sure. That shouldn't happen tonight. I know. Ashley Warren, despite having a whole off season to work on things, the fact we still struggle to defend on transition and our inside 50 entries are still terrible is very disappointing. Your thoughts on how we fix yeah. that? Well, uh, the midfield probably didn't work hard enough on transition, but I thought the back line held up really well. And a lot of that was with Mitch McGovern. Mitch McGovern was very, very good stationed behind the ball. He played a really good game. He's, you know, he's, he cops, he gets a lot of shit McGovern, but... You know, you gotta look you gotta look forward with McGovern. He's he's an integral part of the way we function. Would you say it's the same issues as last year? Like tonight I think we did. I saw, I think we saw the same issues as last year. Yeah. And Ashley's pointed that out there. But Jimmy- we were a bit more stingy. Than like, yeah. Yeah. I got I, I think that game would have got away from us. The third quarter especially, we were under siege. They kicked three goals in the first seven minutes. You know, after only kicking two in the first half, you probably thought, mm, they've probably broken the shackles a bit here. But we kept them pretty steady. Mm. Jimmy Faz says, what do we do about Fisher Martin and Oes? How long do we persist? We need to try something else. 100%. Well, Durden will walk straight into this team. And I'd say at the expense of... It might even be at the expense of Martin. You know, it's it's going to be one of them. It's going to be one of Oes or... Oh, we didn't speak about Ed Kerno. True, we missed Ed Kerno. Well, go on. I I said it to you before. I actually I actually like Ed right now. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was terrible. I don't know. I like him. He's kicking. He's a I joke. Think, I think he was, you know, <laughs> you look at our small forwards and I think it's fair to say tonight it was a pretty bad bunch. He was the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, which still wasn't very good. He's just, he's kicking. He's so poor. It's yeah, but scary. I, I think... We have to put such a big... I actually couldn't tell you why. I just didn't mind him tonight. I was... I don't know. I just feel like he took a couple nice marks. Contestedly, he was good in the packs. I don't know. Didn't mind him. Didn't love it. But yeah, in terms of what Jimmy said... He did some silly things. Oh, silly. But in terms of the small forwards, a major issue, really. Like, yeah, always Martin and Fisher were probably the bottom three on the night. 
They were really, really poor. And, and you know, and, and you look at Richmond, you know, Jack Graham played a pretty big role forward of the ball as well. And obviously we spoke about, and Morris Rioli Jr., they, they, they Who were, is an absolute gun, by the way. But the difference between the pressure, you know, the perceived pressure our defenders were under, and that's why, you know, we kind of mentioned that Saad, you know, probably wasn't at full comfort level because the press from those small forwards of retaining that ball was much more superior than ours. You compare short and you, you compare, um, you know, Dan Rioli and Adam Saad's games, it's almost indicative of the way each small forward brigade operated. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Mitch says, you honestly could have copied and pasted that game and played it last year. I know it's only one game, but it looks like we just haven't learned our lesson with closing out games. So it seems this is a theme in these questions, and I agree. Michael Saravola, the great man, says, our decision-making and ability to fumble and turn over cost us. Likewise, we just seem to kick long down the line. Why don't we switch the ball more often? Yeah. Our players not working hard enough to create space, block, and get others open. Yes, and they, and they probably aren't working as hard as they should be. They, they, they really, we, we just didn't transition the ball as cleanly and as swiftly. We, we never really... There weren't many plays during the night where we were actually running as a pack, you know, linking, you know, handballing. You know, we, we never really took the game on through the guts, through the middle, you know. It was very laborious stuff. Mm. Mm. Which is why I think getting a result playing a game that is so not our brand is I'm kind, I'm somewhat content with it. Because it so wasn't us tonight. Yeah. Tim's trading says, just got home from the game. We didn't seem to transition the ball with any speed. Yep. Will another game where we couldn't finish the game mentally crush us in, in clutch moments we just don't deliver? McGovern, O'Brien, and Akers tonight. Uh, so, yeah, this theme continues. Brady Park, quick note, I thought Hollands did a mountain of unrewarded running. Leading yeah, you hard, mention that? Leading hard for the short release, which opened up some overlap opportunities further up the wing. Where is Zach Fisher at as a player? I have high hopes every year, and unfortunately, he was unsighted after quarter time. Well, yeah, look, we're going to... It was that bizarre that we're just going to wait and wait for next week. Because that's what it was. It was, just, yeah, it was. it was just bizarre. Getting a handball after quarter time and that is it is not... That, that's just like... I struggle to just accept that. How does that happen? Yeah. It's just like how... It's it just... It's just one of those nights. I may have been a bit harsh on Holland's earlier. I will give him a bit of love. There was a contest early in the first quarter where he was True. one on two deep in defense. Lynch coming and he neutralized. We won the ball, got it out, which was a really good moment for him. Yep. Adrian Sal said, why did we all know that that was going to happen? How do we break this duck our last three games now under a kick? Yeah, I know. It's exhausting. It's, it's, it's a really tough gig being a Carlton fan. But mm. The great man, Damon Mill, has quote tweeted a tweet and says this. And the tweet that he says this about says, in their last three games, Carlton have been denied victory by goals kicked by the opposition in the last 11, 112, and 17 seconds, (laughs) respectively. It's tough, isn't it? Uh, Could you imagine if the ball went back to the middle and they scored from that stoppage? I mean, we should have got a point on the board, to be honest. Yeah. Fakers <laughs> marks that. I think we do. Oh, tough. Would have been tight. Well, you just wheel. If you mark that, you take two steps back, you wheel around, and you just bomb it and hope it goes. I reckon he. Point. I reckon he would have gone after the siren. Probably would have. Yeah. Can you torp it from sixty out? You reckon and get a result as a point? It's tough. Probably not. Tough. It would have been very touch and go. 
It's not like he dropped the 35 out from goal. No, 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 no. Damien Birmingham says, we have held the lead inside two minutes for our last three games and not won one of them. That stings. Have we sent out a search party for Fisher? I think he's still missing. So the theme continues. Uh, Davo71 says, thought our key backs, Weeders and Lewis, were huge. Yep. Third defensive tall looked like he lacked touch and was costly and crucial in the same game. We're left with trying to play him and not blow blow him up in Mitch McGovern. Why is it that I like players that everyone else hates? <laughs> um, Why? Mm. Why does this happen? I thought McGovern was quite good. Pat Green says, we still have no kickout plan. Continually turn it over on kickouts. Yeah. And a poor last 90 seconds yet again. Is this mental, mental or tactical? I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's... I don't think it's mental. I don't know if it's necessarily tactical either. But uh, it's really tough to analyse. I just uh, think it's it's careless, unpolished. I don't know. But I definitely agree with the kick-ins. There's not much system to it, is there? No. Mitch says, what do you guys make of this? Please be completely honest. And he screenshotted Mitch Cleary's tweet about Stephen Silvani not going into the rooms for Jack. Yeah, I think it's a poor look. What words did you use before we started recording? It just sounds like he's a bit bitter. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you know, it's not a great look, but yeah. Not my family issue, is it? Uh, Bluey says, is there a worse sign than the blue power button that they hold up with a minute to go? Surely time to throw it in the bin. I noticed that. Yeah. What is it? The blue power button. They just like let the players know how long's left. So I see the numbers yeah. come up on the bench. I love the numbers. Um, Tim W says flat, never got any fluency. Yep. The defense stood up very, uh, really well, but we still need a way to curb the opposition transition. Didn't have great composure when we needed to, but despite all that, we still managed to draw. That's what gives me some comfort. Yeah, and and, and I kind of sit with him on that note as well. It was a really disappointing performance. So I I walk away somewhat content that, hey, it's two points, we move on. Didn't look, we're undefeated. (laughs) Aaron Halifax says, why do they continue to do this to us? Four minutes remaining, we all knew what was going to (laughs) happen. At least no five goal run this week. Cripps is incredible. Yeah, uh, completely agree with that. I thought I, I did think he was almost our best player. Actually, he was phenomenal. Uh, Andrew, Dray- but that, but that, that thing about the five goals as well that could have easily happened in that third quarter. It really could have. Yeah, it could have. Andrew Camilleri, is it time we move past Ed Kerno? One hundred percent. Dan Rioli killed us. Surely killed. Ed had to be tagging or not playing. Yeah, well. I've said it the last two weeks. If he's going to play, he has to do a complete shutdown role on either Short and Rioli. And Rioli just got completely off the chain. Robert M says, why is a collective do our players lack so much footy IQ? Yeah. JC2806 says, have we learned anything? Um, uh, Um, I think we might leave it there. Nice. Well, there was a common theme, you know, obviously the small forwards and- I was going to say, there's a, lot more, there's a lot more comments here about just, you know, like, have we learned anything over the off season in terms of losing at the death again? It's tough. It's tough. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those things you just got to wait and see. You got to keep doing it again and we'll get there eventually. We won a couple of close ones last year, to be fair. 
Mm. Yeah. But it's an interesting start to the season. We'll be back next week, Bolt. Twitter space is on Wednesday night when teams drop, so get around that 6.30pm Melbourne time on Wednesday evening. Yep, so Thursday night again. Carlton home game. There'll be a lot of blues next Thursday night at the G. It's a huge game. The reigning premiers. Mm, it is a big game. Um, you know, and, if we, and if you get up next week, it's 1-1-0. One, one, you go into that stretch. Get up next week. It's so annoying. It's like you should have been 2-0. Yeah. This game's just now going to annoy me for ages. It's all right. Well, thank you. No worries. Blue bag is be back well, next nice week. Nice to be back at the footy. Oh, it's great. It's sort of, it, it felt weird. It doesn't feel like it's back yet. I don't know why. Do you not get that feeling? Yeah. It's, it's really crept up on us this year. It has, it has. Like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's back yet. I, I don't know. know why. It hasn't kicked Maybe in. Maybe once you're watching on the couch. Tonight I, was like, I think, a, it was I like think, a night of work. <laughs> yeah. It was, tonight was just a complete chore. As in, I'm <laughs> going tomorrow night to Geelong Collingwood and I'm bloody keen for it. Yeah, I'm so keen on a neutral game. <laughs> but You're right. Carlton games are chores. Exhausting. Thank you, Bolt. No worries. We'll be back next you. week to do it all again. A draw. <laughs> a draw. <laughs> What'd you say? First time in... 90 years. The opening game was a draw. First time since when that our first game was... 1982, a premiership season. Well, we'll leave on that note. Touchwood. Go Blues. The famous old